Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla, and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week, we're joined by Samantha Shepard Guirononi, a former admissions officer from Stanford, to talk about some last-minute tips for your application. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. So now that we are a few weeks out from the regular decision deadline on January 1st, in your opinion, what should students' applications be looking like right now? Well, some students may have already worked on a large part of their applications uh, for the early round for either early action or early decision. Um, But if not, students should be nearing the completion of their personal statement after having gone through at least a few drafts. Um, Their activities and honors list should also be in order and um, students should go through their descriptions to make sure they are not over the character or the word limit. Um, And students should obviously know where they're applying regular decision at this point too. Um, Some schools might require additional essays or information, so preparation for that is required as well. Um, Essentially, the application should be complete at this point and students are mainly fine tuning um, application specific requirements. Right, so those big application components should be pretty much done, maybe some last minute edits. Absolutely, Um, and again, if students had applied early decision or early action anywhere, they have the bulk of that complete already. Right, so really just making sure those last minute things, that their teachers are submitting their letters, that they have all their test scores. Those should be mainly what they're doing. So between now and submission date, those few weeks, what is the optimal timeline for students to be working on their application? Um, Well, students should keep in mind that deadlines are not flexible. So students should submit their application before the deadline date. Um, You may have a computer, internet, or another issue um, on the day of the deadline. So plan to submit a week ahead, just in case. Um, Working a little bit on your application every day or every other day will keep your applications fresh in your mind um, and keep your goals in mind as well. Um, For the components that are complete, um, you can enter those into the common application and save without submitting as well, just to see Um, This is a good way to visualize what you're missing and what's not complete. Right. So when you were reading applications at Stanford, obviously we've talked about, you know, students should probably have the bulk of their application done. Now is the time for just last minute edits. But some students may have procrastinated a bit. Maybe they aren't so finished with their personal statement or their activities list. So when you were reading at Stanford, were you able to tell when an application was rushed and maybe students were working right up until the deadline? Um, Absolutely. Some, there are a few giveaways when the application is rushed. Um, Grammar mistakes are usually a clue, especially if a student has um, high testing or academic profile. 
Um, and depending on school resources, which an admission officer will be familiar with, um, it's usually expected that someone else at least looked over the student's essay and provided feedback. Um, in addition to grammar mistakes, um, short and underdeveloped essays or activity list descriptions are an indicator as well. Um, and if you rush through your application, you can expect that an admission officer will notice and probably rush through your application as well. Right, and there's definitely a lot of little parts to the common application if you're filling out that. It's a very long thing, and so maybe students are missing certain questions or not filling out every form, and that'll go, that'll be noticed by the admissions officer. Absolutely. So when you found things like grammar mistakes or typos in any student's application, whether they had a high ac academic profile or not, how much was that affecting kind of their standings to you in getting accepted? Um, well, keep in mind that many admission officers are more likely to come from a humanities-based background rather than STEM, uh, meaning that their undergraduate and professional background may focus a lot of reading and writing and attention to detail in some of those areas. Um, so a single typo, typo will be noticed. Um, they're reading through the entire application. They're reading everything you submit. Um, but it's not going to affect the student's self-presentation at all for a single typo. Um, however, if there are multiple typos and gram grammatical errors, like not capitalizing I in a sentence, um, this will certainly harm your self-presentation. But, um, you know, a single typo or two is um, totally understandable. Right, so it's kind of a difference between a couple typos that maybe anyone would have and several that kind of show you that a student was rushing or maybe didn't put the time and care into their application. Absolutely. So in these last couple weeks, a lot of students apply to several different schools and are juggling a lot in these last couple weeks up until deadlines. So what would your tips be for students who are trying to juggle how many applications they're working on and strategize which parts of their application they're working on or which schools that they're working on more or putting more time into? Um, well, there are a few tips. One tip would be to make use of Google Calendar um, if you use that or another visual aid that'll help that you can write down and see um, what deadlines you have coming up and for what schools. Um, sometimes that visual aid is very helpful. Um, also, fortunately, many schools are on the common application and do not require any additional essays. So it means you should be putting a significant amount of time into um, the core of your application that you have control over. So this means your personal statement, um, your activity list, and your honors list. Um, so that is what I would say is priority one is to have the core of your application done well for the common application. Um, next would be your supplemental essays for those schools that require it. Um, and those are also important. The writing here should match the quality of your personal statement. Um, and moreover, it should be written tailored to each school. So um, a way to prioritize this um, would be you cannot reuse supplemental essays unless they are asking the exact same question that is not school specific. So um, for example, if a school is asking, why are you interested in this institution? Um, of course, you have to write a different answer for each one of those supplemental essays for the institution you're applying to. Um, 
but it's also important to keep in mind that usually only selective schools have a supplemental essay or short answer portion um, of the application. So again, to strategize, I would work on the core of your application, which is your personal statement, activities and honors list, and then um, turn your attention to those supplemental components. Right, so you mentioned students reusing supplemental essays. Um, for an admissions officer, was it um, obvious to you when students would be reusing essays? For the supplemental portion, absolutely yes, because they are typically asking um, school-specific questions. Um, and if your answer is not um, answering the question, that's an indication that a student is reusing from a different um, application or essay. Right, so students might think that they're doing a smart thing by trying to save themselves some time by re reusing essays, but really it's hurting them in the long run. Absolutely. Um, you can reuse the personal statement, of course, that's what it's for, uh, but not the supplemented essay. So it should be, um, have a lot of attention to detail, school specific. Right, so for the supplemental essay in your personal statement, those are obviously huge parts of your application and there might, be not, um, there might not be too much a student can do to change them at this point in the application process, but do you have any tips for kind of last minute edits that students can do for these essays? Sure. Well, hopefully students have done um, rough drafts of their essay ahead of time. So usually around three at least. Have someone else read and provide suggestions on your essay if you have the time for that. And if you don't even have time for that, read your essay out loud to yourself. So make sure that it makes sense, that it's well written, it's interesting, personable, and about you. So reading out loud to yourself, you'll be also be able to catch um, some of those mistakes that you might miss if you're just reading it to yourself in your head. Right, yeah, and of course, look out for those typos and grammatical errors as you go. Yes, well, hopefully uh, Word is helping students with that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for the personal statement, what do you think some of the worst mistakes you saw were when you were reading applications? Um, students are going way over the word limit or if they're on the other side of the um, spectrum and they're not writing enough, they're only writing a paragraph. Um, your personal statement should be well thought out, developed essay um, in which the admission officer gets to know you as a person and hear your voice. Um, this is one of the few and sometimes only opportunities to do this in your application so you want to present yourself um, as best as possible. Um, and probably the worst mistake is that um, the personal statement should focus and needs to be about you, the applicant, and not someone else. Um, oftentimes, a student will write about someone inspirational to them and spend half their essay describing that person um, rather than what the person means to them, how they have changed their life, and keeping the focus um, on themselves. Again, it's a personal statement about you, not, not anyone else. So you mentioned students going over the word limit, and I know some students will look at the word limit and think that they can use the additional information section on the common application to help them extend the word limit on their activities list or their personal statement. So what are your thoughts on the best uses for that additional information section? The additional information section is not 
to extend your personal statement or extend your activities list at all is to provide an explanation um, for a discrepancy usually in the rest of your application. If you have something that you need to explain, um, like you had an illness for four months during the school year, um, this is that opportunity, the additional information section to explain what either happened to the pause in your grades or your activities. Um, it's not to expand on any portion of the application. Um, the word limit for the personal statement and descriptions for activity lists are intentional. Um, they are getting all the information they need from those sections. Right. So the extra few sentences that a student might be able to add in the additional information section really aren't worth the cost of using it to extend that word limit. Right. Right. So back to some mistakes that you saw when you were reading applications at Stanford. The activities list is another really important part of the application. So what are some mistakes that you saw made on that section? Um, as students are writing kind of sloppy descriptions, um, just not putting in the effort there. It's not clear wording. Um, and also unrealistic or inflated hours as student is doing an activity. There are only a certain number of weeks in a, in a year and a certain number of hours in a day. Um, so just be realistic and honest about um, how much you're doing something. Um, this is a place where um, you will put all where all of your time goes outside of classes. So some students don't realize that they should include work and family responsibilities here as well. Um, these are meaningful and important to your time that a mission officer should know about. Um, otherwise, if you just have, um, you know, the assumption is that the student is not doing much with their time when in fact they might be at work or have certain responsibilities that they need to attend to. Um, but at the same time, including things like basic hobbies like reading or watching TV, video games or sleeping should not be included in your activities list. Um, it's not required to fill out all 10 of the options on the common application, um, nor is it perceived neg negatively if you do not. Um, but on the other hand, if you're running out of room, you can also combine activities. So there's a lot of different ways to go with the activities list. Um, but the main point is to keep it um, realistic and honest and put um, all of your meaningful activities on there. Right, so you mentioned that it's not required for students to fill out all 10 slots on the activities list. Um, but would you suggest that if possible, students use as much of this space as possible? Um, yes, if they can fill that out. But again, you don't want to use um, that space for very basic kind of hobbies that, you know, everyone does. Um, I would shoot for at least, you know, four to five activities um, at the minimum, I think is good. Right. And you mentioned also work experience and family obligations. Those can also really add to your application. I know work experience is often very valuable to put on your, mm -hmm. on your application. So in your opinion, what are some of the application components that you find students forget about the most and might really hurt them in the process? Um, well, first thing is that if a student forgets a component on their application, they're highly likely to be notified by the mission office that, office that their file's incomplete. 
Um, also, an admission officer would never evaluate an incomplete application. Um, so you won't be evaluated if you're missing components. Um, there should be a checklist that students can follow to make sure they're getting everything in as well. Um, and the application is like a puzzle. So um, it's not complete without all of the pieces. Um, but I do find that students would typically forget to send those score reports. Um, and again, the school will notify you if you're missing that component, but it is a very common one that's overlooked. So, right, like you said, admissions officers really can't read your application until the whole thing is in. So if you want to get an answer back as quickly as possible and you want to be evaluated as soon as possible, you really have to get those scores in, make sure your teachers are putting in their letters of recommendation, all of that. So my last big question is that obviously students don't have a ton of time left, but what do you think are some mistakes that you commonly see that you think that students can really turn around and fix in the time that they have before January 1st? Um, well, of course, I recommend that students plan ahead. There's simply no excuse to do everything last minute. Um, you know, you're well aware that you're applying to college um, well in advance. Um, it is a lot and you will likely not be able to produce a solid application in a week. Um, remember that you need to ask, also ask teachers for recommendations, send standardized test scores and apply for financial aid as we just mentioned. Um, but applying to college is really important to the next four years of your life. So take it seriously um, and again, plan, plan ahead. And I think I mentioned earlier about putting your application into the common application and saving it there so that you can see um, what is needed and how it looks visually before submitting. So I think that's a really helpful um, kind of tool. Back in my day, we hand wrote them out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the common application does have a really nice checklist and they'll notify you. There'll be a little um, notification that if you haven't filled out a certain part that you need to before submitting. Mm -hmm. So that can be really helpful. Um, just preparation is key in the application process. I understand that the end of 11th grade and the beginning of 12th grade might be the toughest years of a student's life, but it is really important to, to work hard on all components of your application. Right. Well, thank you so much for those tips and insights. I think as students get into those last couple stressful days and weeks that this will be really helpful for them. So thank you so much. I hope so. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and good luck to all the students applying. And for students applying and not applying this year, if you want any more information or tips on your application, be sure to check out our blog, which is linked in the episode description. There is a ton of helpful articles about all aspects of the application that we've talked about today. And if you have any other questions or would like to request a topic for a future episode, go ahead and give us a follow on our social media in the description and send us a message on social media with the hashtag, hashtag InsideAdmissions. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. And just a quick programming note before we go, our next episode will be going up Monday, January 6th, rather than December 30th due to the holidays. We wish you and your family happy holidays and good luck with your applications. Mm -hmm.